Hey music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight my guest is Christine Morell. Uh, welcome. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I cannot be doing any better. Uh, it's been uh, coming down to the end of the year. We've had a lot of great interviews, and you know, just when you think you're going to coast through the year out, I get the opportunity to interview someone like you, who uh, just has a lot of things going on right now, and uh, we're going to get into talking about that so people, people who are listening know. Um, but before we do that, why don't we give them a taste of your music? Um, what would we, what do you want them, what do we want to play? Um, I think what I'd like for everybody to hear my new song. I have a song called Help Me Out, and that's, that's my newest and favorite song right now. All right. This is Help Me Out.
All right, that was Help Me Out. I'm talking to Christine Morell. Um, wow, I got I to gotta say, uh, in getting prepared for this interview, um, you really have a lot of things going on, and you can obviously tell you're a hardworking person. Uh, but let's start where it all began. Uh, you, you come from a musical family, I understand? Yes, yes, I do. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, my, my background is pretty pretty musical. All my family, they all play instruments and they sing. And growing up, we always had music playing through the house. My mom was a teacher, so anytime she would teach me new things, there was always like a song to accompany it. So even like not talking to strangers, she had a song that she would teach me about not talking to strangers. You know, everything was always done musically. Oh, that's cool. So she, <laughs> so she actually has a song about not talking to strangers. Yeah, she would. I mean, she wouldn't make up the song. She would find like little musical tapes. There was this group called the Safety Kids. <laughs> so funny. They're called the Safety Kids. So all of their tapes that we listened to um, were just talking about safety as a child. You know, so if you get lost, you need to look for a mother with children. I, I'll always remember all of the songs because she played them for me nonstop. So <laughs> I always knew what to do if, you know, a stranger came to talk to me or, or something like that. So. That's very cool. <laughs> do, do now with your your family, uh, you know, playing music and and singing and all that. Do any of them perform, um, you know, out like you? Have any been involved in the music business? Uh, no, not really. Uh, most of them do play in the church, um, especially my on my mom's side of the family. Um, they all sing and play, you know, different instruments, everything from the guitar to the drums to the trumpets and stuff. But um, a lot of my family members are involved in, like, band, you know, through high school and college and that sort of thing. But none of them really pursued it as a career. Um, I, I was the only one that, that really loved it so much. I just I couldn't really imagine doing anything else. Well, I was going to I was going to ask you, you started playing piano at four. Do you play any other instruments? I've been taking violin lessons, so I've been playing for about five months. I've definitely gotten better. I'm still really awful, though, so I, I, <laughs> I hate to even say that I play the violin because that would, I feel like I'd be insulting to anybody that actually plays well, but um, I'm getting there, so I've definitely made an improvement. I think when I first started playing, I felt really bad for my neighbors because it just sounded really, really bad, but yeah <laughs> no no she's just killing the cat it's okay don't worry about that um, <laughs> that's exactly what i would say it sounds like a dying cat this is awful well you know i, ca I can't imagine that it won't be long before you 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 know you master that instrument as well i saw the one video where you're playing two keyboards simultaneously and that oh, was just awesome. you know mind-blowing <laughs> oh cool thank you thank you so I can imagine that uh, violin, what an interesting choice from piano to that. You know, I, I've known people who play piano and they move the guitar a lot, but uh, yeah. not violin. So it, well, obviously you like to, to challenge yourself. So, yeah, I just wanted to do something um, different that a lot of people don't do. So it was really, I did buy a guitar and I took a few guitar lessons, but I kind of just felt like I wanted to do something that's not, um, that I'd have to play with other people. Like a violin sounds so beautiful playing with other um, musicians like maybe a piano player, a guitar player. So I thought it'd be just—it's a lot different because it's more of a solo instrument where you can like solo over songs and stuff. So I'm excited about it. Oh, uh, you should be. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> now, it, it, considering that you've you've decided to do this profession, at what point you know did you decide that you wanted to pursue you know music uh, you know at that level? You know, I, I just since I was as long as I can remember, um, even as a kid, I remember being in school and then going, what do you want to do when you get older? And I was like, you know, 
six years old and going, I'm going to be a rock star. I'm just going to make music, you know. <laughs> and um, they were like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you got to go do something else. And I'm like, but I don't want to, you know. So um, always, just every night, I, I always just prayed that I would do music for a living, you know, on whatever level. But just just only to do that, I didn't want to have to do anything else. Yeah, well, you know, and, and obviously, you know, your hard work is, is paying off. You perform regularly, right? Yeah, I do. It's so, it's, I'm so blessed. I, I play about five nights a week right now in LA. And, um, you know, there's been months where I was booked so much that I was doing seven nights a week and I'm having to say, you know, wow. having to, you know, either talk to my agency or turn away gigs because I need to have some time off, you know, which is so nice. It's so nice to have, um, so many people appreciate you rather than having to search for it. So it's been, it's, LA has been really good to me. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, it's better to have uh, too much work than not enough. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, curiously, uh, you know, I talk to many musicians, and you know, when they, um, when they're, you know, they're they're trying to promote themselves, get out there, and you know, get their record out and all that. And I can honestly say, I have never heard of anybody else selling door to door. So, oh, tell me a little bit about that because that's just fascinating to me. Um, you know, I've never met anyone else that has done it either. It's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, I just had this wild idea, you know, growing up, um, we, we, we didn't have a lot of money and, um, I, I had clothes that were old and that sort of thing. So I started selling like chocolate and stuff like that door to door so I could, you know, get some money and I could buy some nicer things. And, um, naturally, as I started recording when I was 16, 17, um, I duplicated my CDs and I started selling those door to door. So um, I I wasn't sure. You know, I come from New Mexico. There's nobody in the music business there. It doesn't really exist. Um, so I didn't know what else to do. That was the only thing that I knew, and I knew I could meet people that way, and I would just take a chance and and that I could make money and I could also travel a little bit. And I could also just try to network and just see who opens the door. You never know who's going to be behind the door. You know, and I ended up meeting everyone from from musicians to you know, other people that did articles um, on my story or just different stuff like that or, or just as simple as families that, you know, because I did it all over the country and families that would say, hey, we have an extra bedroom. How about you? You can stay here for a few days and we'll feed you or, you know, stuff like that. So I, I did it for a few years and I, I traveled all over the country and I and that's all that I did. That was my only source of income. Wow. And somehow it, it brought me all over the place and I had a lot of random experiences and I met a lot of really wonderful people at the same time that it was also I would say nine out of ten people were actually really um not welcoming you know slamming doors in my face and stuff but um one out of ten I mean they were just so kind that it made up for everything see the, the, the tenacity to, to do that and you know face that type of rejection just because you know people <laughs> you know nobody likes telemarketers let alone someone showing up trying to sell cds you know door to door yeah nobody's happy about that person but you know it's i'm so thankful for it though because it really created this like humongous resiliency like i can deal with just about anything there's no amount of rejection worse than that because it was i was in a very humble position i didn't really have anything you know i didn't even some 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 of the times i didn't even have a car you know so basically i'm sitting there just you know at the mercy of whoever opens the door and um, i got chased by dogs you know it'd be 115 degrees outside and i'd be walking around in the sun you know just stuff like that so Mm -hmm. it was really humbling it was really really humbling um definitely learned so much from it so i'm really thankful for it 
I, I know people that can't even be bothered to go through a club after they've done play it or beforehand and like talk to people, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that are potentially even there to see them or, or could, you know, become fans and you're out there <laughs> selling door to door. Okay. All you yeah. artists listening, this is something to learn from. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, really? That's, that's cool. But you know, now, now, Thank you know, you. obviously fast forward 2013, you're on X Factor. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, that t- was... tell, t- tell me about that. Um, it was crazy. You know, I'd auditioned before in the past for like American Idol and just different things back in the day, but I had been so timid and, you know, a little scared of a lot of things and stuff. You know, you're growing up, you're a teenager, you're a young adult and you're just like learning who you are. And I, well, anyways, I went on, um, an audition for X Factor and, um, it was really crazy. It was a really crazy experience. I met so many talented people. You know, from all walks of life, one of my great friends now who was Santa Claus, if anyone watched X Factor that season, there was a really likable guy named Santa. We were, we both made the top 10 in our category and um, still is a good friend of mine. And he's, I don't well into his 70s, 80s. I'm not even sure how old he is, but um, just all these wonderful, talented people from all over the, the country um, that came in and it, it's so funny because we felt we were all joking about it like it was Hunger Games because it was so crazy <laughs> we, we'd be, we wouldn't have any you know any proper food or you're hungry you're famished you're tired you're stressed out you're having to do like tons of interviews you're cold you're just uncomfortable and then all of a sudden they're like okay now it's time for you to go sing on national television in front of like 10 million people so you're just like all these things all these other factors it's not just you don't just show up and you sing you know there's a lot of other stuff that you have to go through and you know just a, a lot of things so it, it was very cool though um, um i had a really really great time definitely did did you find that that experience uh, when it was all done and over did it did it open any doors for you or or you know increase maybe your fan base at least um it's definitely been a way to um you know book more gigs and stuff of course um the last the last performance that they aired um it was you know, and I always tell this story, so if, if people have watched reality television, they, they know a little bit more about it now. But um, So they created stories for all of the contestants. My story was they said that I worked at a grocery store, um, which, which I don't work at a grocery store, but um, they decided that that would be a good story you know, for me. And like another friend of mine, they said that she worked at a club, and, and she doesn't. And you know, they just like made up all these different things about everybody. They just decided that... You know, this is going to make for good television. So I went through with that, you know, and then they, um, they you can suggest songs that you'd like to sing, but ultimately they they decide. And, you know, when I got my last song, they, um, I called them and I said, oh, my, oh goodness, this is awful. Oh, I'm going to get, um, I'm going to get eliminated for sure off this song. And I called the producers and I said, can I please do something else? And they were like, they basically were like, no, sorry. Um, so then, and then to top it all off, when I got there, um, the, uh, I couldn't hear anything. So I think I sang the whole song in a whole other key, um, because I couldn't hear the music. So the performance was probably the worst performance of my life. (laughs) And it happened on national television. And after I watched it, it was, I couldn't even watch the whole thing because it was, it was like screeching on chalkboard. So I feel like the actual performance didn't open many doors for me because it was, it just, you couldn't even tell, um, how I made it that far, I don't think, because it didn't really show my other performances on how I got that far, how I made it to the top ten. Yeah, see now, so, <laughs> what I'd seen, I, yeah. I'd only what I've only been able to find on YouTube was your uh, you're, you're doing the uh, what do you call it, the Britney song. But what song was it that they had you do? 
Um, so that was the Britney song. That was the that, one that, that they aired. That was it. Yeah, that was the one that I it, I sound completely tone deaf. But um, I did to get there. I had sang um, a Bruno Mars song. I sang "Locked Out of Heaven," and then I sung a Taylor Swift song. But I did them all in different styles, so I created a different style for each of the songs. Okay, I'm um, so But they glad. didn't air those. They just aired my horrible one. So I was like, darn. I wish they hadn't done that. But it was I'm still so fun. glad you told me that they picked that song for you because I watched it and I went, why the hell would she sing this song? Because I'd seen you sing your own stuff and I'm like, that's so amazing. So, oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I, we had, I mean, we had worked on it and it was a song that we had explored, like messing with it and it was a possibility. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's explore it. And then whenever I heard it, that's when I, I when they actually sent me the music for it. That's when I was like, oh, no, please, please go. <laughs> but, yeah, I had to. So, well, well you know, that's, what are you going to say? That's all behind you. That's, you know, yes. got to look forward. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I want, want to shift gears and talk about uh, your charity work. You've, you do quite a bit of it, and you have now for a little while. But uh, you've been to uh, Peru. You've been to Thailand, South Africa, teaching uh, music, teaching English. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's wonderful, and I don't know how to phrase this question directly, So, because I don't want it to seem like, why would you do that? But more like, okay, how did you get involved with that? Because that's, that's tremendous. Most, people, most people's charity ends with dropping something off at Salvation Army or writing a check someplace. But, I mean, you've actually traveled now for it. How did you get involved with yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I just always wanted to do it. I, when I was a little kid, I used to always watch those infomercials about the, you know, feed the children mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, they're kind of cheesy commercials, but I mean, they really got to me, like, and they really did for a long time. So um, I remember as a kid getting a little envelope and putting Cheetos in there and writing Africa on the envelope and putting stamps on it to try to send it to them because I thought they would appreciate the Cheetos. But um, anyway, as, you know, fast forward as to an adult, I was like, well, it still really affected me and I really wanted it kind of go out there and I, I just I, naturally I just think we we all have so many gifts in it that we we can share and um it just really an opportunity to go out and try to feel like I'm adding some meaning to my life you know feel like I'm kind of doing something maybe leave the world a little bit better than when I came in so it's been really cool I, I got involved with an organization um and then what's really awesome is um the very first time I went to Africa um, I didn't have the money to do it, and so I did like a crowd crowdfunding type campaign, and all my fans paid for it. So it was really awesome to wow. see everybody come together to help me raise money to go um, to Africa. So also just seeing other people recognize that, um, you know, there's a need for something like that. So it, it was really cool and really refreshing. Also, there's so many things. You know, you're always looking for things to re- refresh, like your your belief in human beings. You know, I feel like the news always shows so many awful things. So having um, having people come together to to make that possible um, really really was that kind of moment for me. Oh, that's very cool. It really is. I mean, I'd watched the the different videos you had from you know being over there and everything, and I think you're right. Uh, the news is uh, is wonderful at making you look really really you know everybody look really horrible at life. And uh, you know every once in a while they'll do a nice little story that way they can say that they did something nice. But uh, to be able to give right. a, a give of your, yourself as well, that's that's pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah, it's been really awesome. Um, and then also, you know, just being there and, and through music. You know, and really just because music's so universal. You know, in in Africa, the kids are obsessed with Michael Jackson, 
and I didn't notice. And so even just going back and seeing that, hey, you know, sometimes you don't speak the same language. I mean, South Africa, they speak English, but, yeah. you know, in, in Peru and some other places, and especially Thailand. But they know the songs. You know, they know all the same songs, so it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, someone said uh, that, you know, that, or at least they, they make the belief that, that uh, mathematics is a universal language, and I would argue that music is just as much a universal language. But I think that oh, one absolutely. just speaks to your soul as opposed to your intellect. Uh, both can, but that, that was really yeah. cool. I, I watched as you were, you know, teaching the kids different, you know, things musically wise, and that's just, uh, like I said, really just keep going like this. You're just going to go right to sainthood. I'm telling you, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoy it. But we're going to shift gears here again. And if if not for the fact that it was absolutely on your YouTube page, it just it boggles my mind. So I got to ask because this is way before your X Factor, okay, appearance. Okay. How did how did you get to the point where Rihanna's giving you a lap dance on the show? <laughs> I'm like, what is he about to ask me? I'm like, what do I have on my YouTube channel? Oh man, that was just a crazy coincidental thing everyone thought that I knew her or something and I don't but I was just I, I went down to New Mexico that's where I'm from and there was a concert there in Albuquerque and it was Rihanna of course and a friend of mine gave, gave me some tickets and so I was in the front row and I love Rihanna so and my my good friend that I was with she loves Rihanna so she comes dressed as Rihanna and I mean we're both like standing on the chairs and I mean, just really probably obnoxious. I'm sure everybody behind us hated us because we were just jumping around and, you know, just being really, really obnoxious. But um, I started to notice that, like, the cameras kind of started to get in front of us and we started, they started to show us on, like, the screens and stuff. I think they usually show the craziest, weirdest people on the screens, you know? Uh-huh. So that's what we were doing. <laughs> we were just dancing around. And then I noticed she's looking at me and I'm like, there's no way. She, she's not looking. Why would she be looking at me, you know? So anyways, they come down and the um, security or someone comes and grabs me and she um, she grabs me. She just pulls me by the arm and she throws me on the bed and gives me a lap dance in front of, I don't know how many tens of thousands of people. And I was, um, I had, I was just sitting there kind of um, not sure if it was really happening because it happened really fast and it was just kind of a strange, you know, series of events, I guess, that got me to that point. But it was, I mean, it was awesome, of course. It was when she had, like, the cool red hair, so she's just flipping it around. She's dancing to, like, this really sexy song called, like, Skin or something. And, um, yeah, it was just crazy. My little brother filmed it. He was there, too, and everybody was just kind of like, wow, that just happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was just strange. I'm like, how many people can say Rihanna gave them a lap dance? I'm going to say that's off your bucket list now. <laughs> Probably scribbled yeah, it in right afterwards. That's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a pause and let everybody listen to another song? Um, what are we going to let them hear this time? All right. This is a song um, called Over and Over. All right. This is Over and Over.
breaking hearts that guy And when he said he loved me I I felt like I could touch the sky That was over and over. My guest is Christine Morell. Uh, wow. Okay. Let's let's. You. I'm telling you, you've got so many different things to talk about. But let's talk about your food brand, uh, Little Christie's. Um, so you're in the middle of like I don't know charity work, music, and you decide to create a chip line. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about this. Um, it's so random. Um, it was right before I left Africa. And I had been talking about it for years and then um, kind of finally just was like, well, you know, I, I'm going to, I've been, um, I've been signed under a, a label for a little while and that kind of fell through. I had made, I had a horrible management at the time, just a lot of different bad decisions. And um, I kind of needed something to just kind of get my mind off of everything. And so I was like, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start a business. I'm just going to occupy myself with something. So um, my, I grew up working in my father's tortilla factory. Um, so uh, around, probably around nine or ten years old, um, was when he started it, um, started uh, took over the family business. And so I just worked in this tortilla factory. Always, I mean, I swear it was like two hundred, three hundred degrees in that place. It was crazy, crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I worked there um, with my dad and um, making deliveries and you know packaging food, different things. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, my dad was, would always tell me, hey, why don't you start your own company? And I thought it was a great idea, but, you know, of course it takes a lot of money and just a lot of time that I didn't have. And I decided to just go ahead and do it anyways. I didn't even have the money to do it. I um, I just ordered everything, ordered all the packaging and stuff, and I went door to door. I went door to door again, still going door to door, just saving my money. And I just, um, you know, charged it on a credit card and paid it off. And um, I first I started selling these chips on the streets, just like I did door to door and then slowly started getting them into stores. Um, being a new, I was like 24, um, being a new young business owner with a new product, it's really hard to get them into grocery stores. So yeah. it was really difficult for them to finally say, okay, you know, and I got them into Whole Foods and a bunch of other major grocery stores. So yeah, it was cool. And then I trademarked the, um, that saying all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> 
That is so brilliant, by no, the way. I was so surprised nobody had it. I was for sure Doritos or somebody was going to own that. You know, there's no way. It's such a such a popular phrase. But, yeah, so I got that. And I, that's, I think that's, like, the coolest thing ever because I love that. That, that everyone uses that, and I can be like, I, I own that. I own that, that thing. <laughs> well, well, you know, so, man, asking about that, obviously, um, you know, with, with the chips and, and getting them into the stores and everything else like that, so with you selling them, um, selling them door-to-door, selling them on the street, and then I, I read that you actually did like some concerts in stores and everything else like that. So see, when I saw the X Factor thing, I thought that's what they were portraying. I didn't realize that they were giving you a whole different backstory. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what they did? They told me that they were going to, we actually did all these interviews where I talked about my company and then whenever they edited it, it just made it like, I don't, that I just worked there. You know, they didn't actually show the products or anything. Yeah, well, they don't want to give away yeah. free advertising, so you know that's yeah, exactly. That's the way those places are, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah. but, well, but they yeah. welcome you back as a sponsor next year, I'm sure. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, are I mean, what are your plans uh, with it now? How many stores are you in? Um, the chips are now in almost a hundred stores. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah, they're in they're in a lot of different stores. Um, you know in New Mexico and West Texas. So I'm just working on, you know, getting them into more places. It's a, it's a pretty complicated process. It's not as easy as just getting them in. There's so many other factors like distribution and marketing and stuff they have to factor in. So, um, yeah, slowly just getting it into more stores. That's what I'm working on. Well, that's great. I wish you all the luck with that, too. That's that's incredible that you, once again, you're, you know, you and violin, too, all of this. Uh, you are the definition of hard work, and I would say you're definitely one of the hardest working uh, performers that I've ever had the pleasure to talk to. And it's it's cool oh, to see you. that. Um, thank you very much. What, what was your first record that you ever bought? Oh, it's so funny. I, I was, um, so I bought three in the same day. I had never bought any. I bought Mariah Carey. It was, um, I'll Give My Life. Uh, it's called All of All of Me or All of You. I forgot what it's called. But even funnier, I had gotten the Dangerous Minds soundtrack. Uh-huh. Do you remember Coolio? Oh, yeah. Dangerous Minds. I loved that song. And then I bought the NSYNC album <laughs> at all at the same time. So I was listening to NSYNC and Dangerous Minds. I mean, they couldn't have been any more different. But yeah, but those are the first two records that I ever bought. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um Let's shift back to your music. What what do you got? What are you working on? I mean, obviously, besides the the new song we heard uh, today, uh, what do you, what do you have coming up? I've just been recording a lot, so I have a lot of new music, and um, you know, everything. My style has continued to change, and now my style is very like mostly acoustic based, um, pop, soul, rock music. A lot of guitars, distorted guitars. Of course, I still play the piano on all my songs, but. Um, just been recording. I, I've been doing some cover songs. We've been shooting music videos. We're about to release a music video to help me out. Um, that'll be coming out soon. We already shot it. It's being edited. And um, mainly that, just constantly creating and trying to find that song that is undoubtedly to us like a hit. You know, just trying to find something that we can feel like this is a song um, that, you know, we feel like the whole world will love and then we'll start um, shopping it. And I feel like we have some good songs. I'm not sure that we have that one song yet. So that's what I've been working towards. Now, now are you, uh, 
are you planning are you just going to continue to release singles or do you think you might you might expand in like an ep or a full record um i've released about six albums so they're just not all on itunes i find them on ebay every now and then oh okay um, okay yeah yeah my, so, my bad um, yeah, no, no, it's okay, because I've taken them off of iTunes, so a lot of people can't even find them um, anymore. I don't think any of them are actually on there anymore. Um, I did a Christmas album, and then I did five uh, original albums, but there are those things that, like, when I listen to now, they're painful to listen to. I'm like, how did I even think that was good at any point, you know? Um, <laughs> but I get some people that do ask me, hey, do you have that, you know, your, my very first album I, I put out when I was 17 or 18. And it was just on this little home rinky-dink thing that I bought for like $300. You know, it wasn't really um, professional quality and so bad. I'm still like, why do you even want to hear it? But yeah, people do People do email me about it. But um, I, I'm, I'm just working towards it. So I have, I have enough music now to actually release an album, but I'm just not yet satisfied with it. I'm still working. Oh, uh, that's that's the uh, the mark of a true artist. Uh, you you probably never be satisfied, and once you are, I don't think five ever years, will be. you'll be like, no, never, no. Why did I do this? So that's yeah. good. That's good. You're constantly evolving uh, and changing things. Um, you know, with everything we've covered, I, I have to ask this question: are, Do you have any other, uh, you know, additional outside aspirations or something, you know, even more completely different away from the entertainment business that you want to be doing or want to try? Um, you know, I've, I, everyone always asks me if I would want to do like acting or anything like that. And, um, I, I've done a little bit, uh, I think that would be fun to do kind of something that's completely out of the ordinary, you know, maybe, um, be in like an action film or something like that. I always wanted, as a child, I always wanted to be that, you know, when you watch a war movie and there's always the beautiful princess that has like an accent. And she's like, she always tells like the warrior guy, like, if you don't save us, our civilization will all disappear or uh-huh. something like that. I always wanted to be that girl. So I feel like I have to do something like that before I die. So definitely that that would be something that would be really awesome. That has nothing to do with, with music at all. Well, I think if anybody can do it, you can. Okay, honestly, uh, I don't think that there's anything that's going to stop you. And uh, I, pff, wow, I, I wish you all the best with <laughs> all of it. Uh, I really oh, thank do. you so much. Um, well, listen, uh, before we before we end here, because I, I was so busy talking, I forgot to do this. What's what's the best place for people to keep in touch with you and find out what's going on with you and and also with the chip company? Give us the give us the yeah. addresses. Yeah, so my main website has everything on it. It's christinemorell.com. dot com. Um, Christine is with a K, and then Morell is M I R E L L E dot com. It has my Facebook on there. I'm the only Christine Morell on Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, um, so I'm pretty easy to find. Um, they can just find me on all of those those networks. Little Christie's, it's Lil like a rapper, Lil Lil Christie's, L I L, and um, K R I S T I S dot com. That that actually outlines everything that I'm doing with my chip company and everything as well. But if if they just go to christinemorell dot com, everything's on there. That makes it. Yeah, easy. all the links are there. I can see that in the mm-hmm. website. So so people, mm-hmm. if you're listening now that you know we're coming down to the end of the interview, make sure you go to the site, check it all out, uh, see all the videos, everything else like that. And if you're in the area, go buy some chips. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, su- support local business and local yeah. artists and original artists. I mean, that's that's the name of it. Um, for, for everybody. Listen, I, I'm just going to wrap things up here. I want to thank you for taking time to do this interview. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you. I haven't had fun like this in a while. Uh, wow, this is Yay. really cool. Uh, cool. Thank you so much for having me. No, oh, my pleasure. Trust me. Um, everybody out there, uh, this is Sean with Unclaimed Bands. My guest has been Christine Morell. Go check everything out. And uh, where do you where do you play at regularly? You were saying where do you play at? I live in LA. I play mostly at, at um, a place called Mastros. I have a calendar on my website, and anything that's open to the public. I do a lot of private parties and stuff, but most of any, everything that's open to the public, I always post on that calendar. All right, cool. So people, you know where to go now to find out where she's playing at. Go do it and go go see her. Say hello. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Until next time, everybody. Talk to you all later. Bye. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.